Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Power Podcast. I am very excited for this special guest. Uh, we have been introduced just recently, and I already feel like I have known her for a very long time. Miranda Von Fricken is here. She is a branding, marketing, and human performance leader. She's led multiple groups of, to success in the fields of technology, higher education, sales, human resources, entrepreneurship, and a lot more, which I'm very excited for her to dive into it. After 15 years in the corporate environment, as a director and creator, she now travels the world connecting with coaching and speaking to those looking to level up their brand, impact, and results. She's one of mine too, so we're gonna get into that as well. She's very passionate about personal and professional development. Miranda has been coaching individuals and groups for over 15 years. She creates and conducts workshops on self-leadership, employee engagement, personal branding, social selling, and her favorite, LinkedIn. She's the host of Albany's LinkedIn Local Connection event, the founder of LinkedIn Growth Academy, and the creator of Big Brand Energy, the branding experience. Woo! She's a certified life and business coach, has a master's in motivation and professional development from Empire State College, has studied the science of happiness at Yale University, and has helped thousands of professionals level up in life, business, and on LinkedIn. She's also a wife, a mom of two, and a positive force in our community in the Capital Region. Welcome to our podcast, Miranda. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Brittany. What a great introduction, although I know I wrote it. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, this is so exciting reading this. I mean, what you have to offer and give to our audience is really exciting. So thank you for taking the time. You are a busy mama. You're a busy woman. And I, this is, so I found Miranda on LinkedIn as I'm searching for other empowering women in the capital region. And I'm like, wow, you are local. You're like, who is this hot pink girl? That yes. I don't know? <laughs> she has some shiny shoes on and open in the pink jacket today. I love it. Uh, so yeah, um, give it to me. Tell us your story. And I'm so excited to be starting off Women's History Month with you. And you are you are doing a lot this, this month of March. So let's um, tell us about your story, how you got here. And we're going to dive into a lot of women supporting women and all about leadership absolutely so my jam is women supporting women how i got started though i'm a reformed nine to fiver Mm. (laughs) i've got too many years in human resources recruiting talent development and i love every second of it i just felt a little held back from being my true authentic self I think my hot pink sassiness and sparkly sneakers were a little too much for the corporate space. Mm. I worked in technology, um, and they thought I was bonkers. <laughs> we love bonkers. Yeah, me too. Me too. You know, and it was fun, um, but I think I wasn't taken seriously enough for, yeah. you know, I'm silly. I infuse humor in everything I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I break some rules, and that's not good for human resources. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you can't truly resource the humans if you're not making them laugh. So I had a hard time staying in that environment. Mm. Um, I technically was laid off in my last role and I'd see it as a gift from God honestly that he was like you're in the wrong space knock it off the universe is knocking you're not answering the call so we're gonna kick you out Mm. of this environment that doesn't serve the true version of you you're not following your calling I did all I could in that space Um, and from that point forward I just totally embraced who I was meant to be um, the colors the energy the brand Mm. um, and I just feel more myself than I ever have so Mm. being an entrepreneur as you know, is a crazy ride and I love every second of it. You know, there's highs, there's lows, there's hell yeahs, there's oh shits. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's all of it. And the one thing that I hold really true to is my faith, my foundation, and my mission in life is to really elevate women to pretty much feel the way I feel today, Mm. which is empowered, um, loved, supported, and just give them permission to be exactly who they're meant to be. Mm. We all have a calling on our life, whether we know it or not, we we can find it, we can mm. live it out, and we can spread the good news. Mm. Yeah. I appreciate that. What inspired you to like have that gut feeling and that energy of supporting women? Was there something in the past or a mentor? Or? I don't know if it was the pink slips or if it was... <laughs> 
No, I, so, this is, I'm not going to go all the way back, but I did actually grow up in beauty pageants, which mm. is sometimes embarrassing to say, but it really served me well with confidence mm-hmm. and speaking to yeah. people on stage and panel interviews from a very young age. Um, my my talent was always a comedy routine, which is hilarious. Mm. I like a six-year-old. Is, you were six <laughs> doing a comedy? Yeah, yeah. That is so hilarious. I, I did the Miss Hannigan from um, Annie. Yes. The routine, the drunk lady. Like, <laughs> I have it on VHS somewhere. I can find it. Please. (laughs) Um, So that was my comedy paramine routine was, um, was my talent. And I just, I think that was my true self. But then once I left the stage and would go back to like my classroom elementary version, Mm -hmm. I had to almost hide that version of me. So when I stopped doing beauty pageants and started playing sports, actually, I'm an athlete my whole life. Uh, I kind of forgot that version of myself. Mm. And then as I got older, I tried to honor it as an adult. After college, I danced for the Albany Conquest. I moved to Manhattan, did tons of auditions, was on American Idol. So there is still that part of me. Wait a yeah. second, sorry. <laughs> Secrets come she out keeps, now. She keeps throwing <laughs> these things out. And we've had a, a couple discussions, yeah. so. <laughs> I don't talk. I think somebody else channels me when I do these podcasts. <laughs> so you... Uh, for American Idol, so you sing yeah, too. I do. Yeah. Oh. Don't ask. It's been years, but I used to sing in the national anthem at all the conquest games. Really? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Did you go to the Firebirds before the conquest? No, no. So okay. I think it was just became the conquest yes. when I started. I was okay. the first, second year of dancing. Oh yeah. yeah. So you are highly, highly energetic <laughs> in activities. Woo! And yes. 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 All the things. And then I moved to Manhattan because I thought I was meant to be Britney Spears. So <laughs> <laughs> not now. Not now. <laughs> Poor girl. I know. I'll be her life coach now. But <laughs> yes, please. Let's tag her. Yeah, poor thing. I don't think she'll get it. No, no. That's a different podcast show. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I went to pursue my dream. You know, Mm. my my mother said, go, go, do your thing. You're young still. And I still had abs at the time. So I was like, I can go. My God, I love you. (laughs) Just that one, you know, but I I use it (laughs) as much as I could. Um, So I went down, I lived in Manhattan. And that's where I think it really hit me that Mm. here in Albany, I'm more of a hometown girl than I thought. Like, I want to be fabulous. I want to live in the big city. Um, but I think when I came home and I grew up a little bit, I realized that I can still infuse that fabulousness right where I am. Absolutely. And that's kind of what I've been doing yeah. ever since. Yeah. Yeah. So I did the nine to five thing. I got jobs and little by little I became a speaker too. Mm-hmm. So I worked in recruiting and higher education and directing the careers of my students. Mm. And as a career director, my goal was always to make sure they had a job before they walked across stage. Mm. So for me to do that, I had to make sure I had as much knowledge as possible, as many connections as possible mm-hmm. in order to help these new graduates find jobs. Who's so just graduates for high school or college? College. College. Okay. College. Yep. So I would um, speak at other high schools, speak at colleges mm. about resumes and LinkedIn and that's kind of how I got my start on LinkedIn and professionalism and interviewing techniques and taking what I what I did and like think about like the six-year-old interviewing in front of a panel of people in suits I can now take that knowledge and and teach my students how to confidently describe yourself without Mm -hmm. feeling like you're bragging too much but still showcasing exactly who you are and while you're why you're the best fit for this job Mm. Um, so from there I ended up I got laid off and I got laid off and then laid off so four times in a row For a reason. For a reason. Yeah. And I I don't think I was ignoring the call because I didn't think it was for me. Mm -hmm. I ignored it because I was scared of the stability I would lose. Mm -hmm. Mama likes her 401k. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) I like my insurance. At this point. certainty. I mean, hello. Who doesn't want to know that paycheck is coming? Yes. And then I can buy those shoes, right? Mm-hmm. The sparkly ones. <laughs> yes, I love them. Um, so I had a really hard time. So I was a side hustler for mm-hmm. years. I did speaking. I did coaching. I got my master's. I got certified as a life coach. I really perfected my craft on LinkedIn before anybody else was. But I used all of that in my nine-to-five space, and I thought that would serve me well. Mm-hmm. And it didn't, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I take all of those lessons, right, and, and teach everybody else in my business now as yeah. a LinkedIn trainer and strategist and teach people personal branding in order to be exactly who you are on paper yes. or digitally mm-hmm. and in real life I'm wearing hot pink and sparkles I don't well, just and that's predict. the thing when I found you on LinkedIn and then I started sulking and I went to <laughs> Instagram and more and I was like okay and then meeting you and talking to you you portray yourself mm-hmm. on there 
just the same in person. Yeah. Like it is cohesive. Yeah. It connects. And that's what like that is truly authenticity. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And I really appreciate that. So and but you can also feel that in energy when you're when you're reading something, yes, like not, not a resume, but when you're reading something, especially LinkedIn, I didn't know the power of LinkedIn mm. until really meeting you and kind of just trying to get into it more. Yeah. Well let's get into that. Okay. But before that, transfer transferable skills. Mm. Yes. So all of your experience, you know, we can look back and I know there's a lot of women listening, a lot of people who can say, oh God, uh, just not, just why did I do that? Or just look like the whys and that wasn't for me and it was a miserable experience, but like taking your layoffs and everything that, I mean, you've had, you have a very, <laughs> a lot of substance yes. to what yeah. you have uh, just acquired right so those tra- those transferable skills what would you say is like in your human toolbox mm. Jesus mm-hmm. <laughs> yep yes he's yeah. my main toolbox uh, he is the all encompassing for me um, I would say it's I can't just say confidence because that can be kind of surface to yeah. just say confidence yeah. it's the belief in myself mm-hmm. and my calling yeah right so even before I knew what my calling was I knew I was fabulous right like mm-hmm. and they were my mother instilled that in me very early on <laughs> <laughs> and thanks, I believed mom. her thanks mom um but from that point forward I think I started to like prove it to myself mm-hmm. through little things um and then I think the transferable skill is communication. Yes. You know, it's being honest with myself and not being afraid to express that honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, I do that a lot with my daughter. If she's, you know, having a hard time at school, I'll say, just tell them how you feel. And she's mm-hmm. like, oh my God, I can't tell them how I feel. And I'm like, so hard, right? Just cut out the BS. <laughs> oh, how? Tell me how you feel. Mm-hmm. And then we'll find a way to communicate that, that feels right for you. Mm-hmm. So I think communication was, and that's my major actually in my undergrad at SUNY. So um, it was... Oh, Great Dane. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so I I think the communication aspect and trusting myself and believing in myself, even before I had a relationship with my faith and with God, mm. there was something in me that, that knew I was meant for more. Mm-hmm. And so little by little, I started to kind of listen to it. I, I didn't go get it. I just started to listen more, Mm. Um, and my prayer life is very strong. Mm -hmm. So I hear, even he tells me I'm fabulous. Mm, I love that. (laughs) So the transferable skills, of course, would be communication. Um, It would be trusting myself, Mm -hmm. Um, and I think collecting the data. As crazy as that sounds, I'm not a numbers person, Mm -hmm. but... When I do something well and right and I don't get the kudos for it, I'm okay with it now. I wasn't as a kid. I, I needed that attention. Um, but now as an adult in my corporate life or as an entrepreneur, I'll write it down in like a, a brag book, so to speak, right? Like having a success board instead of a vision board. Right? Yeah, I've got vision, like but I want to show myself how successful I am. Mm-hmm. So on the days I don't feel my best or as successful, I can go to that board and, and see the proof. Right. And, and oh yeah, here are my thank you cards or here are people's lives I've changed. They've emailed me and told me about it. So I remind myself and I've done that all throughout my career. So even in reviews as a nine to fiver, yeah. they'd say like, and how often does your boss know exactly what you do, right? In a nine to five yeah. environment, they say, oh, you know, you hit these goals or you came close and here's some areas of opportunity. I'd break out my notebook. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'd say, actually, Gosh. here's what I did. Yes. And it, it was so smart of me to do that because it always got me more raises mm-hmm. right? or it gave me a promotion or they'd say, I didn't even realize that. So I think being true to myself, keeping the receipts of yes. how awesome I was, even when no one was looking and just trusting, trusting myself, trusting God was always the biggest one. Though. I love that. Keeping the receipts. <laughs> it's not even, I was going to say at one point, it's like celebrating your wins, but it's not celebrating your win- your wins. It's keeping track yeah. of your, those little things that you've done, yeah. but also all the way, all the way to the big things. It's evidence of your awesomeness. <laughs> evidence of your awesomeness. I think I found the title. <laughs> oh, there you go. You yes. said, okay. So that's, that's option one right now. <laughs> All right. So transferable skills, uh, your human toolbox. Talk, let's talk about some self-leadership okay. and your experience and what you give and just what you've experienced and, you know, your passion around that. So I created a leadership program for one of the corporations I worked for, training their up-and-coming leaders. And they would very well promote people within but they would always promote these people because they were great individual contributors Mm. they had no idea how to lead other humans so they were always like 
deer in a headlight when they'd come to this class like I have a team of 15 I don't know what to do with them yeah <laughs> and this happens a lot in the mm-hmm. corporate environment you're a great engineer so now you're a director of engineering and you all yes. of a sudden have a team of yes. 20 people that look to you for guidance and leadership and you're like 24 <laughs> oh I can't yes yeah. no I feel it I still feel it now but I yeah. but being in my 20s yeah. that was that so mm-hmm. I I can expand yeah. please. yes <laughs> so I I think I said this to you earlier when I am lacking something in my life, I go try to find it, but if I can't find it, I'll start it. So when I became a manager the first time, and nobody taught me how to be a manager. Mm-hmm. Luckily, my first director title, I had one person under me. So it was more of a partnership and mm-hmm. it was a little easier. My next director title, I had 14 people under me and, mm-hmm. and they were personality abundant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they all had different personalities and I didn't know how to manage any of them. And the, the one thing that my director at the time said to me was like, Worry about yourself. Get yourself up and running. Know what your goals are. um, Understand the importance of your role and then to show them through your actions. And I thought that was pretty cool. Um, And he's like, that's how you become a leader, Mm. right? You become a leader by leading yourself and then they follow. And I said, all right, well, here's hoping. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) He got fired. No, (laughs) because he was only leading himself. No, I get it. (laughs) There it is. There it is. There you go. And so, um, He'll email me later. <laughs> I'm like, heard you on that podcast talking smack about me. <laughs> yes, thank you for that. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank yes. you for that guidance because I've used it now. So, yes. But the one thing I did take from that was leading yourself. Mm-hmm. So I started doing all that I could. This is even before I found my faith. This is before I got mm-hmm. my master's. I would get up very early in the morning and say, what do I Miranda as an individual needs today to be my best self. Mm. Um, so I started doing, you know, meditations. I, I, I would pray, but I didn't know what I was praying about or mm. for because I didn't find God yet at that point. I was still mm-hmm. very young. Um, and I would just say like, well, I think I need this or my energy's lacking. So maybe I need to do that. And so I would lead myself and I would notice I was more confident because I, I gave myself what I needed. So then I started teaching other people that. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until recently, probably like the last five years, that my program, Selfie Leadership, <laughs> infused with selfies, of course, because um, I make everything fun, mm-hmm. that I really started preaching self-leadership. Whether mm-hmm. you wanna lead a team, or you wanna lead a project, you wanna lead your family, it mm-hmm. starts from within. Mm-hmm. So in that corporate environment, the first class I taught was self-awareness. Mm-hmm. And they were like, self-awareness? Like, I obviously got the promotion, Why I'm already good, yeah. I don't need to know more about myself. And I'm like, you sure you do. do. You sure do. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then that, first class I thought it was going to be one 60 minute training it became three days three days long of Mm. this self-awareness who are you as a leader Mm -hmm. who are your what are your goals and passions what drives you Um, and then to look at your teams and their individuality Mm -hmm. and who they are as their self do they know who they are Mm -hmm. so a lot of these leaders started asking better questions Mm. of their teams and then they, they started feeling heard and seen and then they would communicate better then, mm-hmm. then next thing you know, they're being a leader because mm-hmm. they're respected, yes. right? So mm-hmm. self-leadership is huge. I infuse it in all the work I do. Um, and But that's that's my foundation, yeah. faith and self-leadership. Where was this teaching? What was the, what, oh, was at the, the corporate, corporate job I had. The corporate job. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you yeah. start, okay, you're doing that within the corporate job. Gotcha. Yes. Okay. So that was the leadership program that I created. Mm-hmm. And then I just kind of took it with you me. You created it on, on yourself. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You're a visionary. Yeah. And you just... A little bit. And just initiate and take control I saw what needed so I could see what's needed Mm -hmm. at a deeper level Mm. um, because I cut out all the surface crap yes you know like and I I did that for myself very early on um, after kind of coaching myself out of a bad stage in my Mm -hmm. my life and I've realized that it does always start with self Mm. so if I can cut out all the crap the the surface stuff the I got promoted I'm awesome these guys aren't listening to me you know or even as women entrepreneurs we're like I need to make more money and we're freaking out about our next client yeah all right take a deep breath the money always comes Mm. let's talk about you and they're like no I don't want to talk about me I want to talk about my 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 budget my plans my offerings Mm -hmm. pricing I'm like let's talk about you yeah (laughs) and it brings them back to center and it brings them back to truth so we can get to the real strategy and accountability sooner because why waste all the time coming up with programs or offers or pricing mm-hmm. if it isn't really aligned with who you are and your core values, mm-hmm. right? So we start there, and everything else just kind of gets better because of it. It's that instant gratification. Mm-hmm. That's something where I've learned over time, too, yeah. is like, okay, I or we want this, this, this. Yeah. But before we're getting to that macro yeah you know, visual or goal, it's like, let's work on the micro yeah. first. 
and yeah. how do we get there? Yeah. Whether it be as a corporate team or an individual. Absolutely. So what has what been one of your most um, proudest accomplishments mm. in terms of first, like, I know there's a lot <laughs> because she takes, she takes the notes I and she, notes. and she tracks it. Right. But yeah. in, in the self leadership, mm. like, you know, if you can think of a person or a situation, what has been one of your proudest accomplishments? I think, let's see, having my daughter, and she's still alive, so mm. that's a plus. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> she's 11 now, and she's all just as awesome, and she's starting to feel it. Honestly, though, like, I, I have a lot of, like, professional accomplishments. Yeah. I've won awards. I've been featured in places. And I've written for Forbes. Like, there's definitely some cool stuff in my in my awesome board. <laughs> yes. Um, but I, I think my faith is, I know, not to keep mm. coming back to it, but yeah. but I'm going to. But, yeah. <laughs> like, finding God and having that relationship and being completely unapologetic mm. about it even on LinkedIn and in mm-hmm. the corporate space mm-hmm. I think is the thing I'm most proud of yeah. and I think when I transition on to the next stage of our evolution and God says to me um, hey girl <laughs> you did me proud and yeah. I'm going to be like sure did dad <laughs> like I'm excited to to feel proud about what I've done. Of yeah. course, I've accomplished a lot of things. I elevate women voices. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge advocate for anything you're doing that serves our community. Um, and I just think he is my my yeah. business partner, my best friend, my you know divine board of directors. Wow. And so that relationship I have with God is is my everything. That's really inspiring. Yeah. And you know where where I'm at, you know mm-hmm. personally of getting there. And wanting more spirituality in my life and faith in my life. So, and it becomes very, it's, it's intimidating. Yeah. Right? So, to be so authentic mm-hmm. and, and still show that and not hide it, yeah. I really admire that. That's awesome. Thank you. I, I, I appreciate you sharing that. <laughs> uh, so the whole when you're saying between your accomplishments, mm-hmm. I guess you know you were saying Forbes. What yeah. did what was that and what did that look like? So I'm part of their coaching council, oh, where I'm okay. able to provide advice. They put out questions, I answer questions, give advice to career seekers and wow. business owners, um, and they like became obsessed with me for a little while. They were taking all of my answers and they even reached out to me at one point and said like, hey, like we're taking all of your answers. Let's have a deeper conversation about what we can do together. And I'm like, that sounds great. Wow. <laughs> and then even LinkedIn, when I worked in the corporate space and started really expressing who I am on the platform, uh-huh. they came to visit me at my corporation that I worked for and they were like, wait, LinkedIn's coming to visit you? They were so confused. I'm like, yeah, I'm like a damn celebrity now. <laughs> I, this confident, I love it. Oh, it was sprinkle it. I mean, on all the women and and men (laughs) listening right now. Absolutely. So for me, I just go hard at what I feel called Mm. to do. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not. I'm not a one lane kind of girl. I've got like seven legs of my business. But what I teach and who I am does not change. Mm -hmm. It's just the 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 path to get there. Whether it's coaching, my nine to five life. I still coach people and human resources, obviously. I didn't talk about Jesus as much, but sometimes I felt mm-hmm. called to. Um, but I just think being exactly who you are takes it takes a long time for people yeah. to really own it and Absolutely. then express it and be mm-hmm. unapologetic, which yes. is like next level. Mm-hmm. I think when you just cut out all that crap mm-hmm. and not care, yes, it's just so much easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so, what type of people? And I'm gonna say type or the ones that are searching for you and reach out to mm-hmm. you. And what what um, what are you finding that uh, who are the ones that you are serving the most? Yeah. And what women is it main is it yes. mainly women? Yeah. No okay, boys allowed. No boys allowed. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> all the women. So what are they needing? What are yeah. you finding that a lot of women are needing? Right they all now? need Jesus, but I don't get them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I work with men and women when it comes to um, LinkedIn, right? So okay. I do go into corporations still. Um, cringe a little when I do, but I still go yeah. in and oh, I'll, yeah. I train the sales teams or the marketing teams how to utilize LinkedIn to grow their organization, to grow their sales and revenue. Um, so that's okay. I don't care how they pee. I'll work with them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> However, when it comes to my coaching and my masterminds and, and even personal branding, not a lot of men care about personal branding, mm-hmm. but even the, the women will come to me. They're mostly female entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them feel stuck. Right, they feel like they progress to a certain level, but they're they're not going further, and they don't know what the disconnect is. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll come to me for business coaching and for like more of the masculine type things in business, mm. like the revenues and my offerings and my pricing. And I'm like, that's not what you need, girl. Yeah. yeah. So I bring it back. It's funny. I don't even promote that I'm a life coach anymore because mm-hmm. I just infuse it in everything I do. You may hire me to manage your LinkedIn 
presence mm -hmm. uh, on the platform, but really we're life coaching from day yes. one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the cool part though is that I have all this expertise and experience from life and business coaching, career coaching, and then social media platforms and personal branding, I can infuse it all and I give my clients so much more than they expect, mm. which is kind of cool. Um, but they, it is women, mostly female business owners, um, they'll come to me and just say, sometimes they'll say, I don't know why, but I am so attracted to your vibe and your energy. I just need some of that in my I life. I think that's what I said. <laughs> Did I say that? Something along those lines. <laughs> I get that a lot, and I'm always like, can you pinpoint your needs? And they're like, mm -hmm. mm. maybe. Yeah. You, your energy, your vibe. And yes. I think they really they want to be as confident. They yes. want to be more of who they actually are. Mm. They don't know how to get there. And there's yeah. some stuff in their way that I help kind of like filter through. Um, so whether it is something very tangible, like they want to increase revenue mm -hmm. or get more visibility on LinkedIn, or it's something a little more spiritual, like, hey, I saw mm -hmm. you talked about Jesus on LinkedIn. That's mm -hmm. crazy. I, I want to be more confident in my faith as well. Can we have a conversation? Mm -hmm. They usually don't know what it'll look like to work with me until we get on that first call. Yeah. Because they may think it's LinkedIn, but by the end, they're like, all right, let's do like a coaching session or two or three and or a whole program, yeah. and we'll infuse all of it in. So by the end, they feel amazing. And they got a cool LinkedIn usually. <laughs> yes. Well, let's talk about one of the things that we have discussed is one of the first things of the day is yeah. habits. Oh my and gosh, your morning routine. The morning routine and the habits. Yeah. So talk to me about your just, you said how that is, I don't want to say game changer. You didn't say those words, but it really is to set up for success. Of course. Yeah, we could say game changing because it really is. I, I told you that today actually that I had a 4.30 a.m. club. Mm -hmm. <laughs> supporting female entrepreneurs and before the sun got up we were up supporting and loving on each other mm -hmm. and building our business and our brands um, and it was so powerful and it actually started because I have my own morning routine I would get up at 5 a.m. I would go downstairs I would pray I would meditate um, I would journal if I felt called to journal but I don't often feel called to journal I more like talk to God about what people would mostly journal about mm -hmm. um, maybe I'd work out if I felt the spirit move me <laughs> to the treadmill <laughs> not often but you know mostly it's more spiritual mental that I would do in the morning mm -hmm. grab my cup of coffee I'd watch the sunrise I'd feel amazing and just fill my cup before my before I woke the baby beast is what I used to say yeah. um, then my husband's work schedule changed so he would get up in the morning and start running on the treadmill at five and I remember thinking like I can't be praying to Jesus while you're like right. man breathing on the treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of my space. Hello. So I started getting up earlier. So I got up at 4 a.m. Mm. And I posted about it on LinkedIn one morning. And people were like, I want to get up at 4 a.m. I was like, oh, no, no. We're not doing like a thing. Yes. This is just for me. Mm -hmm. But they're like, no, let's do a thing. There was like eight women who got on this 4.30 a.m. morning wow. mastermind mm -hmm. with me. Um, and we did it for two years. It was amazing. Who would have thought? Right? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Mm -hmm. It's funny. Only one guy was like, can I join? And I was like, no, thank Sorry. you. Well, at first I let anybody in who, and one gentleman was like, I fly planes in the morning. I can absolutely like call in from my plane. And I'm like, please do. That's so cool. <laughs> Take us for a flight, you know, at 4.30 in the morning. And then another gentleman did join, and he was like, you guys talk about too much girl stuff. Like, we were talking yeah. about, like, babies and morning breath. And, yep. like, it's 4 in the morning. Yes. We're not always going to talk about revenue. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. So it, it was really cool, and I love these women. And although we took a break because I was like, mom wasn't used to sleep in a yeah. little bit, mm -hmm. I still get up pretty early. I'm usually around, like, 6 or so. Yeah. And yeah. I'll get me straight mm -hmm. before I have to. Because think about how much I pour into people. And mm -hmm. even you, right? Like, yeah. I've got kids, they've got crazy schedules, I've got a husband, I've got family, yeah. um, I've got a business to run, of course, mm -hmm. and then I pour into other women. Mm -hmm. So if I don't have my shit together, Absolutely. how am I supposed to teach you how to right. get yours together, you mm -hmm. know? So um, it's important for my business, but it's more important for my soul. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I ask God, guide me. Who are you bringing me today? Yeah. How can I serve them? Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like he's up, so I'm gonna... <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I'll just talk to him. <laughs> so yeah, that the... You know, one of the things that uh, I listen to a couple male podcasts and they're like, you need to be doing this in the morning. You need to be doing this in the morning. You have to be the, the, the early bird gets the worm. And yeah. sometimes that just isn't for people. Yeah. What would you, what advice would you give some of your clients yeah. when you're just like, okay, I really am not a morning person. Yes, How yes. Would, what, you know, so do you get some of those? And, Absolutely. Yeah. One, of my, 
<laughs> my favorite clients. She's a VP of a financial firm, very educated and successful and amazing power woman. Mm. Um, and she's like, yeah, I don't get up till like 10 a.m. Oh, wow. I was like, what the, what? Yeah. Like, I'm I, like, I guess you're that. a millionaire, okay. so you can do what you want. Yeah. But, <laughs> uh, but her power hour is 11 p.m., mm. 11 to 2.30. I would get mm. messages, emails from her, and I'm like, girl, don't, don't text me at 2 in the morning yeah. when you're feeling yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm happy for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it doesn't matter what time of the day, to be honest. Like, as long as you're pouring into yourself, I like it to be first, right? Yeah. Because before you pour into others. But if you think about her routine, it's in the evening. Mm-hmm. She's praying, she's journaling, she's doing professional development and reading. And, and then she goes her. to bed. Yeah. And she gets to like subconsciously marinate on everything she just mm-hmm. took in and thought and felt, and she'll wake up feeling fabulous. Yeah. So maybe she's just doing it before I do. Mm-hmm. So really, even if it's a, your lunch break, like very before I did my morning routine, I would often go to a room in my in my corporation I worked at and just pray and mm-hmm. talk to myself. Sometimes I'd watch Netflix, you know. I, but I don't work there anymore, so I can say that. But <laughs> <laughs> but I would pour into me midday. To be able to serve the rest of the, of the day, the people that I had to. Yeah. So there has to be one one time within the day, even if it's 20 minutes, right? right? Like Even after our meeting and before us talking on this podcast, we each took separate, like, two minutes, mm-hmm. right? You got tea, I called my kid, I yes. said a quick prayer. Like, it doesn't have to be a three-hour routine. Right. It can be these little threshold moments mm-hmm. that I call in between activities. Mm-hmm. So when I'm done coaching one woman, I can't bring that energy to the next woman yeah. I have to take like 30 seconds to two minutes to kind of like decompress breathe a few you know a few breaths mm-hmm. and then I tell God alright take what we just did do what you gotta do with it and then give me some renewed fresh vision for the next woman we have it's interesting so would you consider a workout as that time to pour into himself or is that I'm curious yeah, because because my I say my our 5am club right or yeah. in 6am it's the first thing they do they that they're in a routine and they mm-hmm. are so consistent they're so dedicated i mean everyone is who comes to the gym yeah. yes but when i think of 5am that is a whole different mentality to <laughs> yeah. get up here be so here to move your body that aggressively yes that aggressively <laughs> exactly yes, yes, yes. um and that is you know and some and i know some people do come at 5am but they have that time in between before they have to get ready for work and everything, right. just to relax and have their coffee and yeah. have that time in the car. So yes. it's a it's a good balance. But yeah. when I think of um, just my past and starting off my day and and coaching and yelling like that wasn't <laughs> that wasn't pouring into me. It was right. pouring right away. You know, pouring into others yeah. first thing in the morning. Um, think about so hydration, a, right? So if we don't drink water, our muscles are gonna seize up and have a yes. hard time mm-hmm. doing what we need them to do so by doing that morning routine we're hydrating ourselves mm. to be able to give so yes. when you're give give giving give, give, and give. you work out work out work out but don't drink water yes you're gonna have a hard time to continue yes. giving you're gonna actually hurt yourself right same with if you didn't do something in the morning before you pushed your people here working out mm-hmm. you're gonna hurt yourself it's yeah. probably gonna be more mental and spiritual yeah. than it would be physical yes. yeah because her body is perfect <laughs> <laughs> And she's got water, so obviously she drinks the water. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so even so, even at five thirty in the morning, people have to get up, Mm. get ready, get in the car. I don't care if it's on the toilet and you got to talk to Jesus Mm -hmm. while you're doing your business. Mm -hmm. He's okay with it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like actually, when I get up first thing in the morning, my eyes are still closed. I'm usually like, oh, alarm, boo. I still I sit up and I'll close my eyes and just kind of my feet are on like the little whatever's around your bed, the footboard or something. Um, and I'll just sit there for a few minutes and just be like, hey, I'm alive. <laughs> just the attitude. Yes. Hey. hey. Mama's up another day. Let's do this. You know, and it's usually some drunken stupor, like not really drunk, but just like half asleep. And, um, and it's it's humorous, of course, but mm-hmm. I'm like, yay, I'm awake. Like, thank you. And then I get up, go to the bathroom, do whatever, and get ready. And even if that's not their jam, yeah, you're in the car for probably at least ten minutes to yeah. get here. Yes. So the, what are you what are you mm-hmm. fueling your mind with? Mm-hmm. Is it the news? Please don't. You yeah. know, is it a podcast? Yes. Why it's kind of early for a yes. podcast? Maybe it's some elevating music. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's like you're waking yourself. Music is a huge thing to add as your toolbox, right? Mm-hmm. In between moments, I often will dance to Britney Spears's "Work Bitch" before I go to work. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I'll look at my vision board and I'm like, "What are we gonna yes. do today?" We're, you know, like 
and and I'll pray for her, of course. But I also like, I'm, I'm really music will get me in the mindset. Mm. So I think that's probably what's happening when they get here. Yes. They hear the music. They mm-hmm. they're they're around other people who are also half asleep about to work out. Yeah. So they feel that sense of community. Yes. But when you're alone, you can do that for yourself. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. So let's go into LinkedIn. I'm All very right. very curious. Look, she just got so excited with the dimples <laughs> popping out. So LinkedIn, it is a whole other beast right and it's all professionals let's let's get into it and the expert and how you serve others help others and what really made you get into like the LinkedIn yeah yeah so I was a career director and so I would encourage all of my students to upload their resume to LinkedIn to find hiring managers Mm -hmm. that's literally how it started in 2007 Mm -hmm. Um, from there it, from the resume site to what it used to be to now a resource mm. and a, a huge international community. A lot has happened in the middle, right? For me yes. and for LinkedIn, new ownership, you know, different influencer types hopping on there, spreading their personal life and their messages. Yes. It's very apparent yeah. just from the past yeah. 10 years when uh, I was an educator mm-hmm. to, to now. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So it's so much more than a resume site, mm-hmm. but it's still first and foremost, um, a career site, right? Mm-hmm. So LinkedIn has two streams of revenue. Of course, one is ads and one being helping people find jobs, right? So people pay to post jobs. So their, their priority is always going to be the job seeker and anything career related. So what I would do early on as a recruiter, cause that's where I started growing my personal mm-hmm. brand was growing the brand of the organization I worked for. Okay. So I would take pictures of like whatever we were doing at work mm-hmm. and put it on LinkedIn and talk about how awesome the organization was and I would draw people to me instead mm-hmm. of me having to go out and find them and recruit, mm-hmm. which I did anyway, but another huge piece of business is bringing people in, mm-hmm. right? It's magnetizing yes. the platform to bring people to you. And I, one time that I got a culture. Yeah, absolutely. Culture. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like draw them in, I'm a big old magnet. Yes make them want to be a part of this organization just by my stories and my posts on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. One lady submitted a resume and her cover letter said, I only knew about this opportunity because I follow Miranda on LinkedIn and Mm. she makes it look so awesome to be there. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yes, I do. Yes. (laughs) Where's my promotion? (laughs) (laughs) They didn't find it as cool as I did, but they were just like, cool, people are applying, you know, whatever. Uh I saw a bigger picture at that point. I was like, "Uh uh-huh, yeah, Mm -hmm. we're going to do some cool stuff with this. Mm -hmm. So I started talking about my morning routines. I started talking about my stories and, you know, promotions and how I feel at work and, and like this, the different things that like I would do. Oh, I took this class today mm-hmm. or I'm training future leaders. Are you a future leader? And mm-hmm. I would invite people to the conversation and then my, my network started to grow. People mm-hmm. would connect. I got about like 4,000 connections at that point and LinkedIn took notice. They're like, what is she doing? You know, came and visited. It was pretty cool. took some selfies. Um, and then I realized like, oh, this is, this can be even bigger. This is when you were down in New York, right? No, this is here and all oh, here. I came okay. back at this gotcha. point. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so I already tried to be famous. I came back. I changed my mind. I'm yes. home. <laughs> but you're still getting famous because LinkedIn's coming <laughs> in. Right. Like, so that's actually, so cool. I said, where are they located? Where's their corporate location? Manhattan. Okay. Yeah, yeah, they're Manhattan. Um, so it's funny. I worked with an energy coach a few years ago, and I said to her, well, "I still have this drive to like be famous. Like, what is happening? Like, I can't get. Rid- <laughs> I can't. I knew like I was either a queen or a Beyonce in the past life. Like, I don't know what's happening. It. Like, I sang, I danced, I was an actress. All the things." In this life, it's not working. What am I missing? And she's like, maybe it's not like stages per se. Maybe mm-hmm. it's other things. Like there's all. So I was like, all right, stage talking. Stage talking. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I obviously still How much speak. Do you do? Yes. Right. So I'm still on stages. They're just a little different. I'm not getting a crown at the end. I have my own now that I bring. This invisible <laughs> crown is on it all the time. Mm-hmm. Come on, do you always. I, I always have to just fix yeah, it a little bit. Superman pose, or right? Fix the crown. Yes, yeah, fix the crown. Yeah, it's tilted. Fix it. I actually travel with confetti. I don't have any on me, but I, love it. I often have um, fairy dust. I am or... not surprised. That is amazing. <laughs> my daughter went to a game. She plays basketball, and she had fairy dust here. Like people would put like the ink yes, for football yes, players. Yes. She had fairy dust because oh. I was like, we're hitting the three. I don't care. You're going hard. Her coaches push her to hit these threes. I'm like, and it doesn't even count in CYO. But I'm like, you need some fairy dust. And she's like, yeah, give it to me. That's amazing. <laughs> but this is how we also knew each other because I was like, why are you so familiar? Oh, yes, yes. And it just, it's through <laughs> basketball. being a mom yeah. in basketball. Yes. Mm-hmm. But anyway, back to LinkedIn. So <clears throat> I just, I started seeing what was happening. And then there was this one girl in Canada who posted about her story from penniless to president. Mm. And I'm like, oh, isn't she clever? Yeah. <laughs> love it. And I was like, we're doing this, we're doing it. So then I started do- upping my ante and doing a little more, sharing more. 
And then I got laid off. And I was like, well, I was actually holding back because I was in corporate. And I had this weird, and, and so many people do, like this weird like boundary. I'm a corporate person. I'm a nine to fiver. I work for this company. So I can't share too much of my personal life on LinkedIn because it's professional on yeah, LinkedIn. Yeah. And as, but not for nothing, all these professionals still put their pants on one mm. leg at a time. Mm. They're obviously wrinkly. They go poop like we do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're, it's, Hello. I mean, honest. they don't floss their teeth like most of y'all don't. Like, <laughs> nope. So I try, I try to make things more real. Mm-hmm. Like the reality of things mm-hmm. are this CEO guy just got in a fight with his wife. He probably flipped somebody off in traffic. Like he picked his wedgie. Like he may be a people. Yeah, he's yep. people. So not for nothing, I would have a lot of like who I thought were like intimidating people reach out to me on LinkedIn mm-hmm. after I got laid off and started sharing my I can get better or I can get bitter story that I first Ooh. put out after a layoff. Ooh. Yeah. It was a rough one too because wow. this is where like it got really bad for me. Emotionally, I lost my job. Mm-hmm. I had been there three years, did a lot for this organization. Um, two weeks prior to that, I lost my little brother. Oh. So it was like wow. I lose him in, the, in my personal life, of mm-hmm. course. And then this organization that I've grown from like 150 to 450 in two different countries kicks me out and says, you not only have, you know, you're going through this personally, but we don't care. We're going to actually kick you out because wow. we have a reorg happening. Yeah. So I was like, everything was kind of collapsing in my world. I'm like, what is happening? Wow. Um, so I shared, I mean, after a little bit of healing, of course, yeah. like mm-hmm. I felt a little comfortable sharing my story on LinkedIn mm-hmm. and I, and I don't like to share things while I'm in it. It's always like when I get through it and the lessons I learned because mm-hmm. LinkedIn is still a professional networking site so I didn't want to be like wow I'm so sad like what's happening in my world like pity me it was like here's the shit that's going down but here's what I did to get myself straight again Mm -hmm. Um, and so I shared the bitter to better type mentality and that lesson I learned and this is what I'm doing and you can too and after that things started really taking off and LinkedIn local happened and the community were like where have you been we haven't like you haven't posted in a while and so it was weird for me to think this random LinkedIn platform people were reaching out to me to be like we miss you where have you been and I'm like that's great you see me like what are you talking about like I just thought I was posting jobs half the time yeah so it was pretty cool and it made me realize it was more of a connection site Mm -hmm. than just a networking site yes so then LinkedIn local Albany happened it's an in-person event what is that so it's a networking event, essentially. Uh, LinkedIn Local is an international movement started in Australia in 2018. Oh. Brought it to New York okay. in 2019. Right after my brother passed and I got another 9-to-5 job, um, I said, like, let's let's meet these people yeah. behind the profile, right? Yeah. So I had a huge event uh, at a, one of the corporation I worked for on the airport ground. So mm-hmm. it was, like, a really cool venue. Mm. Um, about 100 people came. We ate food. I had an amazing panel that talked about LinkedIn and being authentic online and connecting yeah. to people. We took headshots. We played basketball. And it was a connection, a true connection event. I said, no business cards. Don't mm. ask me what I do for a living. Get to know the face behind the profile, mm. right, the person behind the profile. And it was so cool. People talked about that event forever. So once a year, I'll have an in-person one. And then over the pandemic, I had 52 virtual ones. So every other month uh, or every other week, we'd get together on Zoom. Wow. It was crazy. Like we had like up to 70 people at one point on this call. Um, Had people like um, the gentleman who started um, um, Priceline.com, Jeff Hoffman. Wow. He was on it. I met him at an event. I, I'm sassy. I will text the celebrity and be like, yo, want to join LinkedIn Local? <laughs> <laughs> I'll oh. invite crazy because I'm not shy. Whatever. The answer is no if I don't ask. Right? Yeah, so, of course. So I had really cool people on after George Floyd was murdered. We mm. had the first local uncomfortable conversations with the black man, Walter Thorne, the mm-hmm. head of the business review, yes. came on, asked me to use the platform because he knew it was a huge platform. Can we have this conversation? Mm. And I want to use your platform. I said, absolutely. Whatever you want, let's do it. And we had beautiful conversations for the next couple of months after that about it. And it was no longer just networking. Mm -hmm. It was education. It was connection. Awareness. Yeah. People were losing their jobs, too, Mm -hmm. around that time. And so people were finding jobs for each other. Yes. They were like, what do you... So I say, what is your ask? What is your offer? Mm. Right? So the ask is typically like, I laid off. I need a job. I'm asking Mm -hmm. for opportunities in this field. Or, you know, I'm asking to meet these type of people. Mm -hmm. Their offer, because... Just because you need something doesn't mean you don't have something to offer to. Absolutely. So I reminded yeah. people of their power within those conversations. Mm. So they'd ask for a job and for connections, but they'd offer up 
whatever their expertise was. Advice in that yep. area. And it was perfect. And and people, you know, still, I do it now once a month, mm. virtually, until there's no more snow, because I don't typically leave the house in the snow. Yep. Don't blame you. <laughs> I'm more of a palm tree than yes. a ski kind of girl. Mm-hmm. Um, so I ended up just, I do it once a month. Every Wednesday, the first Wednesday of the month at 12 o'clock, we hop on a Zoom call. We get to know each other. We say hello, catch up. What's your ask offer? And then we move on. That's great. Yeah, it's pretty cool. When is the next in-person event? Oh, my gosh. I don't know. When's it going to be uh, spring here? <laughs> right? I mean, we thought it was last yeah. week. Yeah. And then we can I'll... have it here. We'll have it here. We can. Oh, my God. I we'll absolutely <laughs> would love to host that and help you out That's and awesome. support that. That yeah, would be I, fantastic. I my eyes are like, have like the, you know, like the, the stars coming out. I'm like, yeah. this is great. Oh, my gosh. It is LinkedIn, yeah. as I said to you before. From my experience with LinkedIn, I was a recruiter at one point when oh I was in Philly. Cause, yeah, cool. I was, you know, just in a transition, but it took so much, so much from that sales experience that I didn't realize as much as like, I hate selling this. Like, you gotta love what you're selling, right. you know, if you right. wanna be. But I was good at selling things to these engineers, you know, yeah. at this time. But we used LinkedIn, that's when yeah. LinkedIn started started and then fast forward uh, going into the fitness industry it wasn't that and I was mm-hmm. trying to find a job before um, when I left being an athletic director I went to um, do I want to be an ultrasound tech or do I want to stay in this health and wellness industry and that's when the YMCA was on there a lot of those yeah, more corporate yeah, yeah. now what I'm seeing more in this fitness health and wellness industry is still more corporate more yeah. franchising more of the high of the VPs yeah. and uh, just kind of I'm still tapping into it slowly uh, but you definitely inspired me by looking at your content and, and updating it and connecting with more people yeah. but having these local events is so like wow it's necessary yes definitely and the fact that I it's a LinkedIn local so it's the woman started it and said posted on LinkedIn and said I'm I'm gonna go to a Panera it's not Panera they're in Australia so whatever the Panera equivalent is yeah um, and if anyone wants to meet me come join me yeah and the power of collaboration yes. bringing people together yes. over a cup of coffee or a meal mm. talking about their goals it became a little baby mastermind essentially yes. um, and so it got bigger and bigger became an international movement mm. all over the place it's amazing and people love coming together mm-hmm. right like it wasn't so much like you know the chamber has events other organizations yep. have events where there's a lot of like here's my business card yes. I sell this widget yes. it's very robotic and kind of like annoying at times <laughs> I laugh because <laughs> I got the dot you know the business cards that are in your phone oh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I went to a chamber event a couple of weeks ago and they're handing me business cards and I'm like I yeah. don't got one for you I, but I, I have something I have something on my phone but I can't even work it so uh, <laughs> <laughs> so there's a cute QR code on our phone on LinkedIn. If on the search bar you click it, a QR code comes up, and it's no it, way. Yes. Yeah, so this is what I do now when I go to networking events. Yeah. I will just and most people at the chambers kind of get it. So here your search bar. Uh huh. If you can't tell who's listening, I'm actually showing her how to do this. You click the search bar. Yeah. And this is your QR code top right. Oh. And it'll pop up. It's like the Venmo where it pops. You know. It sure it's just, is. So then we just scan each other's QR codes. And what I actually do, so it'll become a request. Yes. It's not actually connecting us. I'll screenshot their name. Uh-huh. And then when I'm done with the event, to, I go back yes, to the office. And I'll send them a personalized message. Nice. You know, sometimes in my Good notes touch. section, I'll say like, oh, weird guy with a tie spelled funny. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Don't connect with him. A fabulous lady in the shoes worked at this organization. You know? um, but business cards, like I lose them. You know? like know. And then you got to like, who's got the coolest? business cards so then you get the uh, weird ones that are shaped like a circle and you're like this don't fit in my box like <laughs> you know it's really funny because when we talk about this amongst the team and they you know we've said like oh, I want business cards and I'm like honestly mm-hmm. the expense for a business card and how much you're gonna use them is a waste let's right. find a better more efficient way that you're really gonna get QR code tattoos <laughs> that is hilarious <laughs> that is amazing so actually let's get into um, I before we get into all about the you know women celebrating women and mm-hmm. what you're going to be doing for the month of March. Um, one of the topics that you said you want to talk about is uh, that we don't touch ourselves enough. 
please expand because when I saw that when you sent when you sent the you know the response, please uh, dig in. So I like to shock people, of course, yes. because it makes them remember you mm-hmm. more and mm-hmm. the topic, right? So yeah. when I'm doing self leadership, mm. I call it selfie leadership, right? Mm. So there's always this little Love component that. of remembering things. Yeah, touching yourself is not how you think. So get your mind out of the gutter, my friends. Yes. Although we don't do that enough either, but that's a different yeah. podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What it means is, so think about it, like from a child, at, even at birth, touch is so important mm-hmm. to, to feel seen, heard, mm-hmm. valued, um, validated, yeah. right? So we we hug our kids, we, we touch our, our husbands, I smack his ass when he's doing dishes. Like, oh yeah, me too. Touch is, <laughs> touch is so important. Yes. That's a love language. It's a love language, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I don't even know, I know there's a corporate love language book somewhere, I never oh, read it, but yeah. I would assume touch is probably still one of them, but not in that physical yes. sense. Touch ourselves are those little touch points within mm. our day and in our moment where we celebrate ourselves, mm. right? So okay. when I'm taking notes of how awesome I am at work, yes, that's me touching myself essentially, right? Yes. And so it makes okay. me laugh because I'm like, I'm touching myself here at the office. <laughs> but really, what it's a touch point, okay. and it's a, it's a point within the moment where we are almost hugging ourselves essentially, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So we're celebrating ourselves, we're honoring ourselves, we're respecting ourselves. So it is touching ourselves spiritually, emotionally, yeah. I mean, physically, if, if you want, if that's how you roll, mm-hmm. you know, but there, these are the moments where we are honoring ourselves as individuals. We don't mm. need someone else to do it for us. Yeah. I actually, I submitted this as a TED talk and they rejected me. I'm not surprised. Stop it. <laughs> really? <laughs> they were like, this girl's bonkers. They didn't catch the concept apparently because they give you like this, this much space to submit. Uh-huh. But I called it touch yourself to success. <laughs> is so catchy Hello. come on and, they, and, and it was all backed by research of how important touch yeah. is to an yeah. individual yeah. and maybe it's because I said we don't touch ourselves at work enough <laughs> but still come on hello who hasn't done that once or twice but um <laughs> so anyway I swear I'm not drinking no <laughs> but it was like so important for me to get that word out that we don't need our bosses to tell us how great we are. Mm. We don't need to wait till review time to be validated yes. for the work we contribute mm. every single day. Mm. We let's be honest, like we're not even in meetings that that make decisions where we need to be. So we yeah. there's so much more we need to be involved in as women. And if we don't touch ourselves mm-hmm. when the boss isn't, who's going to? Yeah. Right? Like so for me, keeping the receipts yes. and celebrating myself is essentially me saying I'm worth it, I'm valuable, here's the proof. Because sometimes we have to convince ourselves more than we have to convince others of our greatness. So these little touches throughout the day Mm. helps us to build confidence, to be able to apply for a job that we may not apply for. Mm -hmm. Because we all know men are applying for all the jobs that they're barely qualified for. And women will apply for jobs when they're like 40 to 50%. Or what is it, like 70 or 80% qualified for it? And men are 40 to 50% qualified? Wow. It's hilarious. It's a whole different conversation. But if we do these little things where we touch ourselves, Mm -hmm. celebrate ourselves, give us these moments of remembrance and honoring what we bring to the table, we will then be seen more by Mm -hmm. those who need to see us, Mm -hmm. right? We'll achieve more. We'll be more successful. And it starts from within, which is where a leader... It's embracing the present, too, Mm -hmm. that is... That it's hard. I I, I, I just... For myself, you know, and I I really value that information because, especially for women. Absolutely. Speaking... Men touch themselves all the time. Oh, please, stop. (laughs) (laughs) They don't need me to tell them to go touch themselves, but women, on the other hand, we need a little more encouraging that it's okay. We need to give ourselves permission. That sensitivity, too. Yeah, to love on ourselves. emotional side. So let's get into the whole women. We have have a a few minutes in getting into being a woman in a man's world. I'm going to say that. And uh, in white man America too so you know between your experience and you know what you've experienced and seeing where you're at aren't you so grateful for you know just your past experiences and being laid off so talk to me about being a woman empowering a woman and women in leadership positions I didn't even know that statistic that you just said I know you know women definitely make less than than men and all the other you know women make less black women make less Hispanic women make less even less than white women Hmm. like the numbers are 
disgusting mm. and every day all we can do is move forward to change it yeah. dwelling on it's not going to change it yeah. so we have what can we do to move forward mm. um what we can do besides touching ourselves of course is so much yes. <laughs> but there's so much we can do we can elevate the people around us mm-hmm. right so my thought is if i want something i'll give it to someone else mm-hmm. right if i feel lacking in one area i'll go love on somebody else in that same area in order to raise them up and then i go up too mm-hmm. um so if you're hiring hire a woman mm-hmm. hire a black woman hire a black man hire mm-hmm. a hispanic woman if you are hiring for like an, like so i was just looking for an intern or slash like a va I like hired I want to hire everybody of course mm. I haven't yet but there's definitely this this space where like we only go to where we know mm. right so I go to LinkedIn and there's less black people on LinkedIn yeah right so yeah. don't just go to LinkedIn to hire mm-hmm. go somewhere else mm-hmm. go to the groups that there's black chamber here yes. locally in Albany go to the black chamber see mm-hmm. who they've got so when we talk about elevating women and supporting each other it's not just women yeah. it's everybody who doesn't have access and opportunity that mm-hmm me a white woman has or mm-hmm. a white woman a white man has um, LinkedIn is very white right like yeah. it's changing it a little bit it yeah. is changing a little bit mm-hmm. um, and that's great so we need to elevate the voices that we see that are different than ours mm. because if we just think and act in the only way we know how it's not the best way mm-hmm. we need all the information all the and all the different supports and conversations to be had in one room so we can actually have the best decision and the best outcome yeah you and know, so, yeah. your voice oh my gosh absolutely the voice yeah, and so I'm teaching my daughter all the oh, time. Yeah, I'm sure kids. you are too. Yeah, I can imagine yeah. your conversations and like just she's 11. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah. it's just it's definitely difficult at that age too. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you know, on, whether it's on LinkedIn, at the gas station, at, at a party, yeah. at a barbecue, like listen to everyone, raise them up, support them, hear them, and. Mm-hmm bring them to opportunities, right? Yeah. Bring them to the table they may not actually be on. I, mm-hmm. I think I heard a conversation, um, actually it was on a LinkedIn local, where somebody said, if, if you're invited to a board, look at the table. If you're the only one that looks like you, leave, mm. right? It was so, I was like, oh, that is so true because I'm a part of a lot of different organizations and it's a bunch of white women. And I'm like, well, oh, yeah, yeah, I see it now. Yes. I didn't see it before. Mm-hmm. I just saw a bunch of professionals, right? Because mm-hmm. that's all I knew. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we don't do the work, on ourselves and for ourselves we can't do it for others yeah right? so i was like okay i'm gonna leave a few i'm gonna leave a few organizations because I, I want to be around everybody yeah that contributes to these decisions and and it's not just white women yeah you know so you know it's when you said uh, leave interesting yeah. yeah uh you know i have felt like the i felt like the minority when i was an athletic director and i had when we had our monthly meetings and then the quarterly meetings with all of New York State athletic directors all men and it was right away mm. imposter syndrome right yeah and that that's how can we yeah. support women feeling yeah. that way and get on these yeah. boards and committees yeah. and leadership uh, you know and masterminds to be able to you know yeah. just instill that and support one another and create that that's just a little and yeah. what you're doing is yeah. Is, is that I try to create space for everyone yeah you know, create space. absolutely and say no to some people to let others in because yes. I, I want to be around other people too you yeah know? so yeah the cool part though is what you said so here's the difference right so you walk into a room you're the only female mm-hmm. you don't leave right because right. you being there allows other women to feel comfortable being mm-hmm. there one of the men should leave and give his seat to another woman yeah all right so when you're in the room and it's all very like male centric you mm-hmm. bring up the com- you're strong enough to bring up that conversation like mm-hmm. you know as a woman I, you're unfortunately speaking for all women gym owners when you're the only one mm-hmm. in that office you know having that conversation but maybe you bring a guest to the next one and it's mm-hmm. another woman you know or maybe it's not a gym owner woman maybe it's like a wellness or nutritionist a mm-hmm. woman who's in that space too who can add to the conversation because i mean I know men like to hear other men, but they do value what we have yes. to say. Oh, yeah. yeah we got to give them their food. We got to give them their Absolutely. <laughs> Definitely. There are some very strong men out there mm-hmm. who value what we have to say. We'll mm-hmm. hear it. We'll filter it and use it and be like, yep, without that advice, I wouldn't have been able to do this. Yeah. You know, so there's definitely a value. And we do have to give some kudos. To yes, <laughs> we do. We, we sure do. Do you ever watch uh, or listen to Chelsea Handler? Oh, my God. I didn't feel like you did. Did you see what happened last week 
when oh god what's his name on fox was just calling her out and saying all these horrible guy. things is about this her. Is this the guy with the m&ms too because i went on a tangent for like oh three the weeks m&m thing M&Ms. i saw about the m&m thing i can't okay. i know I was that was so pissed yeah that yeah. was i was i was actually telling my family about this yeah. and yeah. i saw it i bought all the kids on the basketball team m&ms do you know it's so funny and i took them away and threw them away but do you know what i didn't even notice that the m&ms changed right yeah and what we're talking about guys just to let you know oh. is google it yeah, yeah just google the m&m controversy Shit. over the past yes so um tell us before we get going and wrap up about what your plans are for march and mm-hmm. how you are supporting women yeah happy international women's day yes Woo! yes yay, yay so i support women every day all day mm-hmm. so international women's day for some people is just March 8th. Yes. But for women in the, in our field, yeah. it's every day, all day. Yes, all day. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, yeah, well, it's International Women's Day. Yeah, that was yesterday mm-hmm. and the day before. Mm-hmm. I celebrate womanness all the time. It's um, the same with Black History Month, yes. too. Yes. And that's, yeah. you know, Joe and I were talking yeah. about that last night, and he was just like, this is frustrating. Stupid, I'm like, no, yeah. I I know. Yeah. I, and it's, I don't know, actually, but that is the same thing with right. women. Yes. But do you still take advantage of the opportunity? Yes. You know, so Absolutely. do we say F this because it's it's because it's obnoxious, right. or do we take full advantage of it and go hard with it, mm-hmm. right, and then infuse it for the rest of the year? Yeah. And it's the same thing. Do you know that um, Nurse, Nurse Appreciation Week and Teacher Appreciation Week is the same week? Are you kidding me? Oh my God! Do you know how stressful it is for us because we have so many nurses and teachers, and we want <laughs> and we want to just celebrate them all yeah. like the same week of the yeah. whole entire year. How did that happen? Yeah. Who put that together? Probably a man, but <laughs> totally was. like what? Somebody who wasn't a teacher or a nurse yeah, was like, right. uh, "Celebrate me every day, please." Oh my goodness! All right, so I'm sorry. And we digress. So, so what are your plans for this month? And so I have a lot of speaking engagements. I, um, I'm actually I was named an International Women's Day speaker. Congratulations! Thank you. We are celebrating Woo! you. My fingers are. Yes. Yeah, so that was super exciting. Um, and actually, there's another woman, too, locally I just saw, Christina Farinacci roberts who's also an International mm. Women's Day speaker. So I'm going to give her her flowers. Congrats. Oh, she's beautiful, too. Great speaker in the DEI space. Mm. Um, and she does a lot of wellness, too. So, hey, Christina. Hey. <laughs> I'll make an introduction. Yeah. But um, so I'm an International Women's Day speaker, which means that people looking for speakers will go to that website go to the United States, look for people locally and mm-hmm. find me. Uh, virtual talking, I'm actually speaking at a, an organization in Chicago, which is cool. They're, they're international, but their headquarters is in Chicago. So the coolest piece though, so I'm doing selfie leadership for mm-hmm. their whole team. It's not just for the women, it's for the men and women. Okay. And they get to invite their families. Oh, that's nice. All the women and their families. This organization is allowing wow. sisters, mothers, yeah. aunts to hop on Zoom and hear my presentation too. Love so of course that. I charged more because there's more people. Yeah. <laughs> As you should. Pay me, please. Yes. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and so, but I just thought that was, that was the first time I've ever heard. Usually it's like, oh, we have a small group of women. There's like six mm. women on our team. This is a manufacturing company too. Mm-hmm. So there's not a lot of women. So what they're doing is bringing in all the women. And I just Ooh, thought that was so powerful. That is Such powerful. a great culture. And the, uh, the theme this year, the hashtag embrace, embrace equity. equity. Yeah. 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 I saw that. So yes. how I'm going to infuse that into selfie leadership is everything starts within Right, so if you want mm-hmm. to be an equitable leader mm-hmm. in your organization, it has to start from within self awareness, mm. yes, right, self leadership, and so it starts with you, and then it infuses out to your team, mm. and then when you're open to hearing other people, and even stems in as a recruiter, I'll bring up the yeah. resumes with names on it that don't look like your names, mm. like be open to everything because you want the best, yeah, right, not I just the that. first, absolutely. Right. So, what advice yeah. would you give young women, young entre- entrepreneurs that are looking to do what you do or looking to be more and to support from women or just like elevating their their success in their life honestly the biggest piece of advice that I was given and that I give to everyone is to trust yourself Mm. listen to yourself do not silence that voice within you we Mm -hmm. call it our gut our sixth sense a woman's intuition trust that she knows Mm. because actually what besides it being the holy spirit but if that's not your jam what it actually is i feel like it's it's our future self telling Mm -hmm. us the answer Mm. right so get quiet hear her if you've silenced her in the past let her come back Mm. right she's your best friend 
trust your gut, trust your instincts, mm-hmm. and follow them. You'll know when it's off. We are course corrected often in life yeah. when we're making the wrong decisions. Right. It feels weird. Yes. One of the biggest pieces of advice I tell my daughter, even early on when she was in daycare, I'm mm-hmm. like, if something makes your belly feel weird, mm. then it's wrong. Because right. I was teaching her how to trust her gut. Mm-hmm. So she had a situation in an after school program, and she was like, um, one of the teachers made my belly feel weird, mm-hmm. and I'm like, yep, he's fired. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no more job for you, weirdo. But like, I taught her to trust her gut very early yeah. on, and she'll take that with her in business and in life moving forward. Mm-hmm. But. Hopefully she takes it with her on TikTok. Yes. <laughs> Trust Seriously. your gut, girl. Trust right? me. Are you on TikTok too? Oh my God, no. Oh, oh actually I am, but my daughter was mortified when I put out my <laughs> So it, it's LinkedIn and Instagram are my two social sites. Yes. Oh. But yeah, trust your gut in business and life and don't do it alone. Mm-hmm. Don't do it alone, right? Mm-hmm. So there are women everywhere that want to support other women. Mm-hmm. Find those women and collaborate with yes. them, love on them, and they'll love on you. You're in a good space. Yeah. When you're listening to this right now, you're in a good space now that you can just reach out. It's as yeah. simple as that as a reach yeah. out and ask because you don't know yeah. unless you ask. Look, I mean, you've talked to... The CEO of Priceline, for God's sake. <laughs> so really, um, we are, we're going to put all of your information cool. when we and Spotify, when we um, and Apple Podcasts when we put up. But is there anything else that you want to tell the listeners on how to reach out to you, or if they, you know, what, what the needs are? Is there any other information you want to put out there? I, just find me on LinkedIn. Let's connect. Okay. Let's have a conversation. I'm not so like crazy that I, I don't connect to everybody yeah. right like so I connect yeah. with you I'll say hello to you we'll get on a coffee chat or whatever mm. um, and we'll just we'll talk about life and leadership yeah. and you don't have to you don't always have to pay people to ask their advice although I am a coach mm-hmm. I do get paid for it and if you want to hire me that's different but you know hop on a call with someone and just mm-hmm. share your heart yes. lead with love, love and it. everything becomes yeah. a little better I love Miranda when she told me that uh, when we first talked that you were taking a me EO week yes. like you've you said from bitter to better like all these <laughs> little things like they they yeah. trigger they, yeah. they are trigger and you remember them and they're very valuable and it's just how you how you take them yeah. uh so if you need to, the between the she eo the lead her ship <laughs> like all these yeah. little things yeah. it's it's very um it's powerful yeah. and what you do thank you for taking the time to come here today thank, thank you. you for you know sharing your heart your head and your gut mm-hmm. and this is this is uh this is very, very, you know, I'm just grateful because we have a lot of women who tune in and you never know who you are impacting so and how, who's resonating with like, wow, this is going to, yeah. this is going to make them take that extra yeah. leap yeah. and lean into that discomfort. Yeah. That's always the, you know, the advice I give is yeah. lean into the discomfort. I'm hoping that bringing, bringing women on this podcast will will help someone, one person at least. Realize too, you have more power than you think. Yes. Right. And even if yes. you sell it Britney's way. Yes. <laughs> right you have more power than you think there are people watching even if you don't know it so continue to lead yourself Mm -hmm. the best you can be an example and you will make an impact hell yeah on that note miranda thank you you so much until next time everyone powers the people